Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I am your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Beautiful, docile tones. Is that a word? No. You say docile all the time. It's dulcet. Docile. Do, do, docile is kind of like, well, it, maybe they are docile tones. Maybe you do actually mean what that word means. Which <laughs> I is probably don't. Lazy. Oh. <laughs> lazy. Lazy. Kind That's of very lethargic lazy. Lethargic kind docile. of. Docile. Oh, yeah. What's the tone version? Dulcet. Dulcet. I, I don't dulcet actually, tone. Dul, he's dulcet tones. I don't know. Is it kind of like a sexy word or something like that? I, I'd have to. Um, I'd have to Google it, Noel, but oh. my computer is too far away from me. It is over there. And ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, this podcast is being recorded live on TikTok. Hello, everybody on TikTok. Um, yeah, so we, we, we just went live this morning. Noel's yes. idea. Um, she said, why don't we go live on TikTok? Because I've been eating my dinners uh, on TikTok. <laughs> As you do. And um, as that happens in the O'Sullivan household, it happens. People are trying to go, tr- trying to join the live here now. Sorry, guys, I already have a guest. I already have a guest on today's podcast, and it's the beautiful queen herself. Beautiful, beautiful. There she is. Thank you. She's gorgeous. Noel Patricia Nimoraku, aka the wife. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? You were just introducing yourself. Just introduce myself. Yeah, I like a long intro. <laughs> It's been a, it's been a mainstay of the podcast, and I checked it out as well. It's three years. We're at it now. Three years. Three years, yeah. bye. So there we are. Long three years. It's been a long time, everybody. We've already done a Patreon podcast this morning. We did, and um, we're it's yeah just finished it actually about maybe a half an hour ago, and we have a, a new Patreon as well. So thank you very much, new Patreon on board from last week, and. Um, yeah, we did the Patreon podcast, and that was mostly about the couch to 5K, where we're kind of documenting the yeah. journey on that. The journey? The journey. The journey. So I suppose it's 2024, it's mid-January on 2024, and what is the world talking about but goal setting? So I suppose um, we are kind of defined in our health and fitness goals. We know we want to do a f- couch to 5K. And we want to eat better. But I suppose where we're having figured out. And that's okay too. Is um, our, the business that is the O'Sullivan family. What are those goals? Um, last year, 2023. Would have been a different January goal setting. And a different January anyway. Because I was working. And Connie was doing his comedy. And they were very separate avenues separate businesses as such um and Connie would pick his goals in the January and then you know I might hear half hear them half listen <laughs> in the kitchen with the kids and he, Connie you know trying to 
get my attention to talk to me about them. She would never listen. Like she's no. not a li- you're not. I suppose you wouldn't be a listener, really. Like you know what I mean. Off. I mean, if I had to categorize you, I'd say she she doesn't listen to a word I say. Uh, well, go on anyway, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so this year's very much different. I um, I would have done my goals in work, and they would have been just the s- standard goals you'd set every year in a what kind of a job business. for for we've got a good few new listeners to the podcast in the last in the last month, really. Right. right? Okay. So. You just to refresh people's memory, right? I'm speaking right now to the Queen, aka Noel Patricia O'Sullivan Nimoraku, my, my wife. Okay, and um, we've two small boys, one with special needs on the spectrum, Harvey John, uh, our childminder um, of two and a half years. Uh, left kind of suddenly, but, oh, but f- six years. Six years, sorry. <laughs> sorry, did I say two and a half years? Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Uh, six years left suddenly, um, but on great terms, and oh, we love yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and rightly so, ha- you know, and, and, um, and then we had to make the decision are we going to get a new childminder? We tried that initially. We did, yeah. And I suppose because I was working shift, it made it more difficult. So I was working two days, two nights, four days off. So we needed somebody who would be here. 24-7 really 24/7. on the days that I was working so we needed them four full days and then off for four and um, I suppose with our previous childminder it had all grown organically um, it had gone from her doing two days a week Connie doing three days a week to her doing three Connie doing two and then to her doing the five then when I made the decision to go on shift <coughs> she was a big part of that decision Yeah, could she do the shift work she could that was the deciding factor in me doing it. Like yeah. it was all part of the thing. And it was all small steps over over the six years. Yes. And um and because of that, it just worked perfectly for yes. us. Yeah. And then when uh, Sam left, then we were kind of like, Oh my god, how are we gonna find someone to fit the jigsaw of our life? And we tried we tried for a small while and it soon became apparent that we're not gonna find the the the, the fit for us. Yes. Yeah. So we had to make the decision. Um, or you, you had to ma- ultimately make the decision of taking uh, leave from your work, and we got that. What what do we get? Carers leave. It was a carers yeah. leave for Harv, um, which is how much is carers leave? Two hundred. Two hundred and thirty or something. Two hundred and thirty euros a week, which is so needed and so appreciated. Thank you, universe. Thank you, government. Thank you for that. That's great to have that, but like. N- you know, it's a far cry from, from the, the fucking wage. 120 or 30 grand a year that was coming in, you know? And, um, yeah. So but it gave us an opportunity as well because this is, I suppose I'm on a leave from work, so I've got two years yeah. out from work with a position available when I go back. So it's slightly different to, you're not leaving work, you still have your, still have some of the perks from work and... Yes, we have, he- we have healthcare, for example, which yes, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and you're um, still, I'm still part of the company. Like. And you're still, and very much part of the company. And, you know, in two years' time, you know, may, who knows what will happen. Yes, you know, in a year knows? and a half now. Or a year and a half. So we're year. six months in. Yeah, and here we are, and this brings us, and d- so that's giving you just an update. Uh, there's a few people watching here. We're getting a lot of likes on, on TikTok. Jeez, we nearly have uh, 761 likes. Jesus. Jeez, and a crazy. couple of likes coming in there now as well. Thanks for the I likes. I think TikTok is just nuts. But it's, anyway, yeah. back to our, our podcast. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I love that we're doing this now because I have never seen anyone do this. I'm going to be watching now other fucking uh, podcasters to see if they're copying us. Well, Don't maybe be copying we'll, us Maybe now. we'll, um, like explode the market it was like I was talking to Dan the last day you know yeah. and um, he was on about he's a, this is 
Dan works with Con. He, he's the manager in the Coco Club, and um, and he's my support act. He's absolutely hilarious. And he's a comedian first and foremost. He, Dan Lucas, the only funny German. Follow so when he was like eleven, he had a YouTube channel. Yeah, but Dan. So that's about what Dan is twenty five or something. So that's fourteen years ago or thereabouts. And he was like, but then once I hit thirteen, I deleted it all, and uh, I and then he went. I think I'd be a millionaire if I'd have kept it now. Because imagine back then there was no, yeah. there wasn't a lot of kids doing YouTube. They blew, he probably was doing it. He's very techie. Yeah. So he's probably doing it just before it blew up. And that's but where people. This is the thing. Like, this is, this is the thing, right? In this fucking fucked, strange, ever evolving world, you just have to, what's wrong with my hair? You're looking at my hair now. <laughs> well, it was. but I'm on TikTok no. now, so I have to have, an, oh, we've 1200 likes. That went up there. That's unbelievable. This, is, this isn't going to turn into a how many likes we have now, but I am just fascinated to see how this is going today. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, what was I saying? I don't know, I lost there. No oh, you there. were saying how in this world, in, and especially in the, in the entertainment industry, you have to be ahead of the game nearly. Mm. If you want to, well, not maybe just the, anything that you need social media for. But it's gas. Like, I see, I see people, right, like, I look at, we'll say, I look at, you know, we'll say, look at Chris, for example. Chris is on all the platforms, on all Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, or X yeah. as it's called now, uh, Instagram, YouTube shorts. He's on them all and he'll post up something and he'll, that's, he'll get it across all the platforms. And sometimes it'll go well on one platform, sometimes mm. it'll go well. But actually with Chris, they generally go well on all because his content is, is amazing. But then I see other creators out there or other comedians out there and they'll focus heavily on one platform like yeah. you know and um but they'll find success so it doesn't like it's really strange the way it works is like i suppose if you look at um bernard casey's a good example right bernard casey's a huge on facebook right mm. and if you talk to him he'll be like oh i get most of my you know most of my yeah. fans come from facebook and stuff like that. no he's on the other platforms yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah 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 but like it's amazing like one particular platform you can can make it for you Yes, and, then, yeah. and then you'll transition onto another platform and you can often bring some of your, I suppose, fans on, onto those platforms then as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it is very important to not to be kind of, not to be, to just to go, oh, no, I'm grand. I'm very big on Twitter. I'll stay on Twitter. Do you know that kind of way? Or I'm very big. Like I, think I don't it's know. Like if you have your group and you have your people on, why would you well, try I, and be on everything then? I think it's, personally, I think... It's to get out there on like, uh, like this is, this is on all platforms as much as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you get your group, I suppose. Until you yeah, get your yeah. posse, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to hold tough here now, and I'm not going to be as mad on it. But the, the reason that we're going live on TikTok today is because I saw this thing by Gary V, right? Who's one of these guys who's always talking about content creators. Yeah. And he's just like, you need to be on it all the fucking time. All the time, and if you think you're not, uh, if you think you're on it too much, you're not on it half enough. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, do I want to live my life that way? I don't. No, I no. don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to make it huge, and then yeah. you won't have to. I guess. Yeah, is I it? don't want to be on fucking like. So what I'm trying to do now is like, like for example, lives on TikTok, right? I want to do them while I'm doing something else. So that I'm do <laughs> I'm multitasking. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like if we're doing a podcast that's forty five minutes long, let's go live on TikTok at the same nearly two thousand likes there now. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that's unbelievable. But uh, I think you you think you say you don't 
like doing it, but you're very natural at it then. Like, you know, you're... Oh, yeah, but you're, I suppose that's the old performing kind of I suppose, racket. Yeah. Like, when you're up on stage, like, you might be allergic to the gig all day. <laughs> and then, you know, you're on stage and you're like, oh, what was I allergic for? This I is know, amazing. yeah. But that's you like know? anyone going to work, isn't it? If you're working in the evenings. Like, even... Um, going, I always felt when I was working, even when I was waitressing in evenings, or if I'm on nights when I was work, and even now, if I'm in the cocoa club, I think about it all day. I'm mm. not somebody who switches off and then thinks about work. Same. It's yeah. like it's a part of you're pretty. You feel like you're working all day, all day. because and you're prepping for going to work. I mean, it's not. It's not like I need it I didn't have to do anything we'll say on Saturday night before going to Coco I had to go to Coco and go like get changed obviously and go to Coco but you're still thinking about it all day on Saturday like about going where some people can go off and do loads of things on the day before they head in and then just land into their evening job if if they're working in evening or whatever and how did you get on in Coco this weekend um very good. Yeah, it was a great night. Um, it was actually, it was really good fun. I, I, I And I, was, I wasn't looking forward to it. Um, I didn't say that to you. I, I could tell. Could all, you? All day long that you weren't looking forward to it. I could actually yes. tell. But because obviously I was in my own head for my own thing Yeah, big going time. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, just don't even bring that up there now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just tell that it was kind of, it was, a, you know, apprehensive and a little bit annoyed at you to drive up and go to go yeah i've often been there you know <laughs> it's like it's it, it's because you're it's at a time i suppose the rest of the time i'm, I'm winding down by then like my day is over mm. not over but like once the kids go to bed anything i do productive after they go to bed is a bonus like it's eight o'clock when they're settled um so to be then only ramping up it, it, it's different like but no it went really well and we you know, tickets were shit. Shit for the evening show. So yeah. then they, but they like took a massive turn, and it turned out to be a great evening. Yeah. So then it made it even more. I think that was another thing as well that would have, because um, that happens to me when ticket sales are like, because yeah. I'd be watching tickets. Like for example, now the late show. We've two shows on a Saturday. We've won at seven o'clock and one at nine o'clock. And the early show was selling reasonably yeah, well. I mean, pretty good for an early show. Yeah, That's very only good a bonus. And it's slot, really. and it is it is and like the early show is great. It's a power hour show. It's a great show if people want to come in, have something to eat, and go out and or come in have or, uh, have catch a show and then go for something to eat yeah. or catch a show and go for a drink. It's great for dates. Yeah, that kind of racket. And that was selling well. But when I was leaving the house here, there was four tickets sold for the late show, and Aideen McQueen was coming down from Dublin, and she's an incredible yeah, comedian she's brilliant yeah. she's so good and I was like I just as I said to Dan in the car I was like I just feel bad when we can't get a crowd for you know a comedian for, yeah, for yeah, great comedians right. yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but then all of a sudden bang 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 tickets started to sell tickets started to sell and we always have we've great Coco regulars like I know Sarah was in now on Saturday yeah. night she's a regular um, but we've got about maybe 25, 30 regulars who kind of over the space of six to eight weeks will come in once or twice. Mm. And if they've got friends down, they'll always bring friends in. So we've got great regulars and we always have walk-ins. And mm. long story short, both shows were very well attended. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the second show, even even before the first show had finished, the second show still only had a, not a big amount of tickets sold. So like we offered tickets to the first show. And like to the first show crowd to come to the second show mm. and four of them came. So suddenly 
the second show had over 50 people like at, from four during the day yeah. and 10 at seven o'clock yeah. the show the doors opened at half eight and there was people queuing up to come in i was like what where did this come? so it made it it gave it an extra buzz because you really appreciated the crowd then yeah like it was it was like wow and even the in fairness to the residents like when they heard the ticket numbers were only at 10 at the end of the first show, they went out. I want to flyering. I, I, like I want to fucking shout out to the residents, the likes of Harry Hussey, Kira Barnes, Dave Horgan, uh, Dan Lucas was with me. Yeah, you know. And the tree lads really, they they, they really hustled. stepped up. Like yeah, yeah. And I and they're great. Like th- there's a there's a WhatsApp group, and like I got onto Dan on Saturday morning. I was like, we need to hustle hard today. He put it into the WhatsApp group, and he, like he said. You don't have to worry. They will yeah. be. They will. They will hustle. They're a. Gr- they're a great group. They're a great group of lads. And I have they to really. Say. Um, they really like ran the show on Saturday. Like they had the lighting. They did the. Mm. They did it all between themselves. Like oh. and I did the door and met it, the acts coming in and met the, the people coming in and that kind of thing. But they. You're giving out the stage times and yeah, taking the cash and. Checking people in. Yeah, but they were well. They did the the sound and the but sure, this lighting is this and is everything. And this is this is what we're we're saying. Like this was a goal when you yeah. when you were when you decided to leave. This what was happening now was a goal that we were able to get the Coco Club to a level that you know we had great uh, you know great regulars that were able that are able to host that are able to middle that are able to close and we have that like yeah. here right now. They were the host on the late show. Yeah, and they were. Like, I took Kieran as a resident, I think it was around this time last year. And at that stage, they had five minutes. That's yeah, what yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? And they were, uh, the whole thing uh, was that they wanted to, get, you know, get up to 10 minutes and start ent- entering competitions. And now they're hosting late shows. Harry has been on Saturday shows countless times yeah you know Dave was is pretty much uh, you know running uh, Kingdom with Dan during the, the summer he's unbelievable techie and he's getting better and better every time I see him so it's uh, yeah no like, it was great it was a really successful night yeah but on the other hand speaking of success why Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan was I required in the Coco Club where were yourself and Daniel Lucas at um, right, so I had my very first tour show ever. Yay! And the crowd goes wild, yay, as you'd yay, say yay. yourself. Yeah, so uh, my tour began. Ooh, a bird in the buzzing hand. Buzzing by, I, buzzing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, babe. I you saw me now on Sunday. Like I was like a fella that had just the cat. Wimbly. That the cat. <laughs> beg- like first of all, right when when I. This time last year, we're talking about goal setting, right? And we're talking about fads there a couple of weeks ago, and we're we're setting ourselves some lofty goals, and we're going to try. And if we don't hit all the goals that we go for, we'll enjoy the journey along the way. This is goals are just lists of things for us to aim for, you know. And um, you know, and we'll try. And yeah, that's that's what the Everyman was last year. I was like really trying to get the Everyman. Yeah. Really, it was like I remember. During lockdown, <clears throat> talking to a comedian, and uh, it was one of the most enlightening conversations I had, but it wasn't supposed to be enlightening. I only kind of, well, coming away from it, was thinking about conver- points that were brought up in the conversation. And the person had said that, you know, everybody, you know, any comedian worth their salt 
you know, gets a solo show in the Everyman. Right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, okay. And, and like, and I, it, it stuck in me and I was like, you know, it's not, it. like, you know, you, you can't just rock up and go, put me on there, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you've you done nearly ha- audition. So I was lucky enough that, like, you know, really sound people, Laura O'Manny, for example, and yeah. she listens to this podcast. I was hi, like, Laura. Hi, Laura. Thank you. And listen to her podcast, Red Raw. It's a brilliant podcast. But Laura asked me to open up for her in front of her audience at her Everyman gig around this time. No, it wasn't. It was around November. Um, it was before the Improv Panto. And I remember going out and, and, and having a great gig. Yeah. You know, and I'm going, fuck it, I... You know, I think I think I could do it here, and I was I had mentioned it to Naomi and the Everyman at the time, yeah. and she was like, "Yeah, we'll talk about it." But as you said, audition. She had to see, you know, and she was floating around. I also opened for Chris around that time, and uh, I opened for Julie Julie J at that time in the Everyman. So right. I was in there three times, three different audiences, and I did well every time. And then to get that was. You know, when Naomi said, yeah, come on, we're going to give you a date. We'll give you a Saturday. It seemed so far away, Doesn't didn't it? it? Yeah. Didn't it? When it, like, when did you get, I'd, I must, we it was check. around, it was around, I think I had it actually at Christmas last year. I think I actually. I d- it was, because yeah. it, it wasn't. I knew it going into the improv last, that, my, that, like, that, that, that I had got it. I just hadn't announced it because we wanted to. We wanted to announce it properly. We wanted it, you know, there's a lot of noise at yeah, Christmas. Yeah, you have to wait. There's yeah. You, we wait for the, um. For the next, you're kind of waiting for the next publication of their book, or isn't it? There's a launch and all of that. We had to wait until because she was putting it into the the winter specials. We had to wait till August, sorry, September, this September last year, which is only a few months ago, right, to announce it publicly. But you and I knew. Oh yeah. And you know, a few of my friends knew, and like you know, comedians knew. Some comedians knew that I was going to be doing it, like you know, but like the public didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I remember thinking that it caught it so far away because obviously that was twenty twenty two, and it's going to be January twenty four. Like yeah, do you know that's true. Yeah, like two calendar years, kind of like. But yeah. we were only saying it's like the wedding. You're looking forward to it. Well, it is so like the wedding. But, but you've been planning pe- with it for ages. You can't wait <coughs> to just get there. <clears throat> but this is the thing, though. So because I'm opening for Chris, Chris be like, "That's great. No, that's great. That's great. Now that you have that, build a tour around it." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. You. I was like, no. Like, like n- nobody knows me in Limerick. I've done one gig in Limerick since the pandemic. Here's it doesn't matter. Do it. And I'm like, no. I like no. Do. It. And then I'm like, I can't say no. Do you know? I can't. Like I say, I said I was saying no to him. But then I, in my head, I was like, you can't say. You can't say no. Like this man has done. Exact, yeah, he's he he's telling you what to do. Like, and he's giving you advice. You cannot not try it. And like. he's and he's done. Mm. He has done this. And he was like, what? And then he, he said, my first, I remember him saying, my first tour, six day or eight dates. I had eight dates in my first tour. And I had to cancel two of those dates. So I only had six of the show. That's the worst thing that will happen to you. Yeah, you and he goes, none of, them were, none of the shows were busy except for the Cork shows. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm from Cork. Of course they're going to be busy. And I was like, so you have to do it. Do it. Do Dolan's. And I was like, no. So then we, we send a message to Dolan's and um, and they didn't get back to us. And then I was opening for Chris and Chris went up to Neil in front of me and Mick, Mick Dolan, the guy who owns the place. This is my sport act, Cornelius. He's brilliant. He sends you an email there. <coughs> he, he wants to open up here. You should definitely get him. He's brilliant. And then they got back to me. Yeah, we'll do it. You know, and um, 
So I was shitting it. I was like, yeah. who's going to fucking come to Dolan's? Like, don't worry about it. Do the Casper. That's only an 80-seater. I said, Cri-. like, nobody <laughs> fucking knows. Yeah. 80 people is ridiculous, man. But you'll be doing four shows for me and you do a bit of promo. And then that was grand. I got my head around Dolan's and then we were doing uh, clears in Kilkenny, a 70-seater. And I walked in on him having a conversation with Johnny. This is Cornelius. He's brilliant. Book him here now for my sh- book him here. For- and I left that place with... Cl- <laughs> I've, that was my first... Like, so, and, uh, so basically, anyway, what I'm trying to say is make, make the list, do the plan, whatever you're doing. If you're a comedian or whatever... Just make the list and have the goal and just do it. And if the worst case, as Chris kept saying, the worst case is you just have to cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, so yeah. right. And nobody knows if you cancelled it or not anyway. And fuck it's it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, if you cancel it. Who cares? You tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, tried. Yeah. Like, you're, if you're going to be upset about it, you know, people, like, I just think there's dignity in, in, in failure sometimes if you've well, tried. You have to like, try it, yeah. You know? And this is it. Like, I mean, you've... this. These dates have been in the books with it with ages. With ages, and you just have to go and <coughs> s- and focus on it and try it and, and sell it, it if you can. And how did it sell, Cornelius? So it sold out. Woo-hoo! Yeah, which was incredible. And um, like we we send a message in before Christmas for ticket sales, and they send us back and they said there's 28 gone. So there's and 28 before Christmas. It was, was 20, that? 28 begun before Christmas, and I was thinking to myself, that's that's a gig anyway. That's exactly what I thought, <laughs> and I was like. That's I happy. Thank you more, please. Thank you so much, universe. This is amazing. Twenty-eight people are coming to see me in Limerick. I fucking couldn't believe it, and I was like, "Sure, Jesus, we might get that up now to you know that might go to thirty or forty, like or we'll definitely go to thirty, but do you know it yeah. might go to forty or maybe even fifty. And in my wildest imagination, and you probably hadn't said fifty to me at all. You probably had said forty, yeah. just so that you you could you yeah. had your inner. Th- that's exactly what I did. Inner. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> But I was doing my affirmations, babe, and I was visualising it being sold out, and I worked hard to sell it out. I, I made videos specifically for Limerick. I went up last week, to, and I was on Live, F, uh, Live 95, which is mm-hmm. their 96 FM kind of, their Neil Prendeville kind of a show, and I, you got me that. So this is the, the goal setting, and like you're coming on board. You, you're acting as my PR, so you got me... I represent Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. You, Call a spade a spade. Like, I mean, you literally got... I would not have got that. You got me that. And we were able... We had got an update on the tickets before I went to it. Right? Mm-hmm. And we we were emailing two different people, Mary Rose and Neil, both work inside there. And Mary Rose came back to us with an update before I did the interview. And then Neil came back to us with an update after the interview. And the interview sold, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I knew... Well, yeah, that many tickets sold in that time frame anyway. And and going into Saturday, I knew that there was 60... Going on to the gig on Saturday, I knew there was 62 tickets gone and the capacity was 80. And I was like, this is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is insane. Like, I know I, I am so fucking blown away by this. Because you, you had your whip on Wednesday, your work in progress yeah. show on the Wednesday beforehand. So you knew that your show was ready. You just needed the audience. I just needed the audience. <laughs> and the last whip I did in Coco on Wednesday was great because we do free unannounced whips, right? So whip stands for work in progress. So the audience do not know who you are. They're yeah. coming in. They're sitting down. They're also in there. For, they're usually tourists. It's free, B. It's free to get in. You know, you just have to buy an online ticket and scan your ticket, but it's free to come in. They can leave donations if they want to. 
But like having to get an audience that doesn't know you yeah. from and usually are kind of, you know, international audiences, English speaking international audiences, trying to get them to relate to my stand up, which is like this show is about, you know, it's about a midlife crisis. It's about cannabis. It's about alcohol. It's about our kids. It's about our marriage. Um, it's about yeah, it's just about life, like yeah. you know. But it's an Irish specific life. Yeah, there's you know? pe- there's parts there's there's puns in it which are very Irish, like yeah. Some of them there's not all like there's S- enough to entertain everyone, but there's some funny parts that are Irish isms or Irishisms, Irishisms, orgasms. Uh, oh wait, okay. But yeah, so when you're doing it in front of it, uh, we'll say uh, you know an audience that don't know you on a Wednesday, a wet Wednesday night, yeah, and it goes okay. You're going to be confident, and it went. Mine went okay. I was happy enough with it. They didn't fucking break their arse laughing. <laughs> but they laughed at the right places. And for a finish, I got through the whole lot. And then, yeah, on Saturday then, it was, I woke up and I just fucking, I knew there was 62 gone. And then... And then you didn't stop shitting all day? I, sh- I did about five shits. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. There was stuff coming out of me that I ate. There was meat coming out of me from, oh, the, from seven it, years ago. When before it. I was You're ready for a colonoscopy, I'd say. I am, I am. Uh, some sort of a, a bottom job but I collected Dan off the train and uh, we drove down and we got there and I felt I looked like they just looked after me so well and how did you feel oh, ta- oh the, the the what the, the talent. talent the talent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, were, we were walking through and there was another gig on and uh, a bouncer was like sorry there and just bringing the talent through I was like what the fuck yeah, the talent yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. and we had our own dressing room and they had all little small details like we had our own sound man he was coming up to us and giving us ETA's sound check and do you know I mean like there, it's a cool it's an iconic venue as well Dolan's yeah. it's an iconic venue and it was just and then, oh yeah, so Dan went on, he smashed it. And as he went, I went to the back of the room. Oh yeah. Right. Um, as he was, as when he was doing the warm up in the first half and just to watch him. And um, I went to the girl, and it was all full, like all the seats were gone. And I went to the girl, I says, is everybody in? And she had a look at her thing and she goes, no, there's 18 more to come. We've had loads of walk-ins. And I was like, there's no room for them, like. <laughs> <laughs> so they did, like, did the squash in at the back, like, and fucking, there was people standing, like. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I went out and I did it. And I, I big thing that I was trying to do was I was trying to be present in the mm. moment. So I, like, I was, like, I had done some meditating earlier in the day. I was doing the Wim Hof breathing. I was, you know, doing my affirmations. And even when Dan was on, I watched him. But then for the last maybe five, six minutes of his gig, I went away and just tried to get into my head. Yeah, I, I was just about to say there, actually, because your work is so much in your head. Like, as in, you have to work a lot on your head to be prepared and mentally prepared, as well as physically prepared. But there's a lot of your inner thoughts that you have to get right before you go on stage. There's, It's like um, we watched the Robbie Williams um, documentary and... You just see him, the pacing. There's all this kind of mental prep that goes on being an artist. Like, and I think that, like, I had Dan, so I had no phone. So on Saturday, I needed a phone for Coco Club because it had all the Eventbrite and the sum up and all that, that those apps on it. So I took Khan's phone. So I had Dan um, texting me photos to for Khan's Instagram. So I took over Khan's Instagram on Saturday. And, um, but like there was one that got me, which was the one that had your name on the door. And like, I suppose you've done, 
you've done huge gigs and I think this is the thing that people don't understand maybe and I 100% wouldn't get it if I hadn't married someone in the art or, or you are a comedian do you know but like there's there's so many different levels that you, like Connie has played you've played in the opera house you've sold out the opera house with the improv but that was part of a group you've performed in the opera house you've performed in the everman you've performed all over Ireland and all over Europe but it's either been in a group or as a support act whereas this was you going to a dressing room and your name was on the door like that's that's a big step like really isn't it like it's it's cool like isn't it it? oh it was it was very cool very very cool and not before time (laughs) you know what I mean what took me so long is what yeah. I had to say to myself. Uh, as Chris Ken said, what's the opposite of imposter syndrome? Yeah, and I think you yeah. need that though. You need that to go, no, I need, I'm going to make it. I have the talent. Yeah. I'm going to put the effort in and I am going to it's strive a, it's the, it's to... It's a concerted, conscientious effort uh, that, that for me anyway, I have to have, and it brings it right back to the goals. Yeah. If you have a goal and you hold yourself accountable to that goal, and you have a kind of an end date in sight for it. And that's what we're doing now after this yeah. podcast. That's what we're going to do today where we're setting our goals. We have our health goals. We have our our um, our, our fitness goals. And we're going to do our kind of like our, not Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan goals, but our like our the O'Sullivan, the O'Sullivan household, household goal. Business goal. Business goal. And um, it's a mouthful. It is. We'll have to come <laughs> up with an, an, an acronym Catchier. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but like that's that's what it was, and it felt. I honestly, do you know? Sometimes you can get overwhelmed. Like like I, you're right. I've I've been very lucky. Like like I opened. For, I've been in. I've done stand up in the Opera House. I opened for Ross Brown. I opened for the the Rubber Bandits there. I've been there for years with the Improv. Um, and as you said, like all full houses, you know, every man with Laura O'Mahony. And I was, you know, in every big venue up and down the country with Chris. And yeah. Mandela Hall in, in Belfast, you know, a thousand people, two and a half thousand people in Vicar Street. Um, every big hall or venue in every small town in Ireland. I've, I've done it in capacity of support. And, you know, and I love that. And I'm so thankful for all that work. And grateful. I'm yeah, that's so it, grateful yeah. for it. And it's made me a better comedian watching these other comedians and learning from these other comedians you know like watching their style and seeing how you know i might be inspired and getting inspired and writing you know stuff writing more because i'm more inspired you know that kind of way and you know like i think that like Mm. in other industries the path is very clear to success yeah the majority of the time like if you want to progress you can you do your manager course or you do your next level of exams or you do you do this set of training and then you have that qualification to apply for the next level of the job like as far as i as far as i know that's in in a lot of industries that's how you you progress whereas in the arts it's you n- you never really know when your interview is on like yeah do you know well, like it's very your, funny actually it's like if, like First of all, you have to have the fucking talent. I mean, like, there's other... Comi- like, uh, like... But that's like, not enough, like... It is it isn't enough, no. It isn't enough. If you look at Tommy, Tommy Tiernan is a great example of it. Like, Tommy Tiernan has talent coming out yeah. of his urine every day. He's got so much talent, right? He is unbelievably amazing on stage. 
he's a brilliant actor he's a brilliant podcaster he's a brilliant mm. his TV show is amazing he's unbelievable but Tommy Tiernan has worked tirelessly for years all o- like the Unbelievables did years ago the Unbelievables still have unbelievable <laughs> uh-huh. careers individually based on the, the their work that they've did earlier in their career yeah you know uh, but Tommy is a good example from a stand up point of view like I was gigging back in Charleville there not that long ago in the schoolyard theatre and there's posters of Tommy there back in 1992 fresh faced and he was bringing a show to Charleville yeah yeah, to yeah 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 do you know what I mean and that's what you have to do as uh, as a comic there are the levels there you have to get the levels I definitely agree with that um, but I think once you kind of get to the stage of 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 touring your own show and if you're able to you know r- write a new show every two every I suppose every two years two two and a half years and, and bring it on tour you know it's up to you then I think you know like I, if it's good enough it's up to you is that yeah kind of thing I, I think it is I, I agree with what you're saying to a certain extent but I think you know you have to get I suppose look you start off in as an open micer and then you build your first five and then you get your first ten then you get your first 20 and that's your goal as a, uh, when you're starting off as a comedian yeah. and then you've got 20 minutes and then if you're lucky you might get signed by an agent but if you're not I never got signed by an agent so when you get signed by an agent it definitely helps you they, they're able to get you onto festivals yeah. and then when you're onto festivals you're mainstream and you know more people are seeing and you more people are seeing you at mainstream events yeah. You know, um, but if you don't get signed by an agent, it's difficult to get booked in, in, on festivals. You have to hustle. Last year, I got onto the Paddy Power Festival. I've got onto the Cat Laughs Festival. That's through my own fe- my own hustle. But other mm. festivals like the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, people think, "Oh, wow, he did the Edinburgh Fringe." He did Anyone the Edinburgh can Fringe. do that, yeah. And you could br- you could go to the Edinburgh Fringe. I could go myself. You could go to the Fringe, Noel, and you could call your show, drinking a glass of water, and you could fill your show, fill your glass. And throughout the hour, just drink your thing. And when it's finished, just stand up and take a bow. People will come. <laughs> People will come to that show, right? And I swear to God. And like, so it, that's how easy it is to get into the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You know, there's 3,000 shows there a day. I've done it twice. I brought my own, I did a compilation show and I did my own, sh- my own show for the family guy. And I got, I, all, it did, all it did for me was it made me better on stage because I got to gig. More all the time, yeah, all yeah. The time. I suppose what's difficult in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is to make money, and mm. you can go and make money if you're incredible. You exactly, yeah, you know. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, like just getting going, going back to it. I I did the show on the night anyway, and it felt great. And I was talking to people afterwards, and um, I was shaking hands, and I I just was coming home. I just felt really really because stand up is fucking hard yeah well. yeah yeah yeah. it's, it's nice to have the moments yeah it's and the moments are, are are rare and it was nice to share it with dan um as well who and i felt i didn't have my phone so i felt in the moment yeah oh since i left the home since when i left the house at four o'clock i had no phone and i think i'm going to do that with the everyman i'm going to hand you my phone at about two o'clock and yeah. say just keep that away from me because i was in the moment and um i felt present I didn't feel like I was an imposter. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, calling a spade a spade. Now we're talking about eighty people in the small room. In, I know, in but I think I think everything is relevant. I think everything is relevant. And, and for me, that was that was for me that was Michael McIntyre selling out uh, 
an O2 arena. Yeah. For now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything is... Everything, like... It's just the same as anyone in a business and you you have to stand up and talk in front of people for the first time. Like, Mm. or give a presentation or go into a new team meeting like that you with with a higher level of managers it's all everything is as big as the next thing just things change but like they feel the same like as you get bigger and bigger it's as each one was as important like each stage yeah and i I seen that even with chris like chris like he's going to venues now and he's like reminiscing with the owners remember when i was you know when i was only getting 40 yeah. or 50 or 60 people in you know to, to like you know 80 seaters and up in kildare and yeah you yeah. know like and he's actually all over the country and he's like, selling out now all, all over, over. All, he's selling out all over like you know hard work yeah hard work how'd you get to carnegie hall you know you know hard work that's that's the old saying and um i'm fucking so happy now where i'm at and I'm so happy that you're on board and that we're doing it together. Yeah. And that it's a real team effort. And it is definitely different this year. It's it's kind of, I suppose we're kind of half reflecting back as we head into the new year that this year it is us and the plan and the what the goals are for the house more mm. so than two separate routes of me and work and you here with your goals and then the goal that the kids kind of separate. Whereas it's all intertwined now. Like we've Hunter going to... he's going to after after preschool care now two days a week for Mm. for like two and a half hours each day and it's not in the whole scheme of the whole week it's nothing but it's huge for the house it's huge for for you and i here to be able to do the podcasts on the monday with without rushing right now what time is it 26 minutes we'd have to finish two minutes ago yeah you know 100% 100% be finished and then Hunter's home and you're either trying to entertain him as we plan for the week ahead or whatnot. Whereas, and this is the thing, this is the other side of it as well. Like, I think we're, like, we're, like, we, like we had a lovely day yesterday. No, we went out to Donrail Park with the kids and like, you know. no Went for a walk and then the park. But I was ready to, to, to throw them out the back door for a finish. Though. But everyone was. Yeah. It was so funny. You just, yeah. I think it's, it's really important to, to take a moment when you're in those kind of areas with your kids and you are frustrated. And it was really busy around though. I've never seen Donrail Park so busy as it was yesterday. Mm. But you look around and everyone is 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 in the same boat yeah like there was a fella that his kid the the child was only about two but there was a scooter she had a little scooter and it had a little lovely little handle at the back but by christ she didn't want him to have it she wanted the handle taken off and so that she could scooter herself and he i saw him like just uh, he, he was the blocking eyes. he was blocking up the the um the, the, path. Br- the path so Connie had been I could see Connie was going what the fuck is he doing in his like why is he standing there and all I could see was the sheer frustration that was on his face and he took a deep breath eyes up to he- like he literally was looking nearly for divine inspiration to not throw the child into the into the river like yeah. and I could fi- and I just started <laughs> laughing and I was like we've, we've I just went we've all there we're all we've all been there like and he he ended up having to take the handlebar thing off and she then nearly stumbling and they'll probably get about five meters up the road and then there'll be three moments of beauty and it'll have saved the day yeah yeah and it's uh that's the thing as well that i've noticed since you're since you're off right is um like i i think we're spending great time with the kids like 
I actually do think we're spending a, like really, really good time, like conscious time with the kids. Play, like I'm definitely playing with the kids way more when you're off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like even yesterday, just doing stuff with them. Like I feel, even though we're quite busy and we're do, you know, but we're it's all about compartmentalizing as well. Like we're sitting down, we're like the amount of family meals that we're having. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, off yeah, the yeah, charts. Yeah. Like, like proper everyday family. Me- we're sitting down and we're. No, having the kids will still be probably having pasta or pesto pasta with some stuff, but they won't be probably eating what's in front of us. But we're well, there. We're sitting together. We, we we are sitting together. But I, I I'll push back a small bit on that now. I I actually think you're incorrect. Like you you'll make something and you'll put it up. They may not eat it, but it's given to them or it's pre- it's presented to them and the option is there like and every now and then like like you I don't know you might make something like like a fake and kidney pie or something like yeah, that right? yeah 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 and, oh, the next, and, Hunter eat, and yeah. hunters take a kidney bean and the next thing mm, and we're like oh, shut up shut up shut up say nothing say nothing and we're like we're fucking elated yeah you know, yeah yeah because yeah, he's yeah. eating Win a kidney bean you know? yeah 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 that's the W for the day and then and then Harvey might do some something similar and that's like what the fuck and like yeah, yeah. just the conversations, the crack we get out of them. Like I've never been more pre- like this is I don't know what kind of a podcast this is going to sound like. Right. But I'm fucking happy in my life is what I I'm I think we're pretty say. happy this morning, Cornelius Patrick. I think that's the vibe, you isn't know? it? And it's up like it's up and down, like it's up and down and it's changing. And that's the way things are. We'll make that's the fucking way it is. You'll be on one road and the next thing something will come and you'll have to hop mm. onto that road. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm and the kids adapt as well. Like, they have totally adapted, those boys, to, like, not having disposable income. Haven't they? Well, like, I'm, that's another fucking great thing. Your phone dying is... A, no, I, oh yeah, but that's separate. That's different. But, but, it's, but it, it is and it isn't because it's... They, they, would, like, they, were, they would take your phone to play the video games and then the, the phone died so they couldn't be on... Oh, they weren't, yeah. They weren't on the phone as much and it was... Um, you know, straight away it was bringing time back into play, and the playing the, the stuff that they're playing with now is their toys. It's like the, the, the oh yeah, well that has definitely been yeah. But that's separate to them getting used to no disposable income. I'm talking less disposable income. I'm talking they're they've gotten used to not getting magazines at the shop every time they go. Oh, they got one last week, <laughs> but that was their wages. That they, was their wages, and there was there was a big discussion, and they were. Getting, they knew that before they got to the shop. Yeah. Like you were saying, Hunter was with you in the shop, and he asked, "Can I please go look at the magazines? I don't, I won't buy one." Like yeah. that, we would have, our resolve would have gone before. Like hundred percent. And back, and this is the thing that money did, right? First of all, kids don't give a fuck about money. They just want your time, don't they? Like yeah, they really do. Like do. ultimately, they do. Now they still like their shiny things and they like their Paw Patrol stuff, but like absolutely if that scenario had happened last year before you had gone to work and I was inside with Hunter and if he, if he was looking at the magazines, I would have bought him a magazine there and then and one. I would have bought one home for Hunter as well and I would have got maybe 15 or 16 euro worth of shit for us. Yeah. A bottle of wine, a bottle of Diet Coke, big dirty bag of potatoes and a bit of chocolate and I'd have spent 30 odd quid uh, like off the top of my head and I'm, it's not that you know we're tight now or anything like that but it's just like conscious buying like the co- the co- the unconscious waste that we were responsible for yeah was massive like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know and it's uh, yeah it's interesting to try and track that now and to watch that as well and I think as we grow it's important to keep that in our because 
I don't want because we still never had we we had we had a lot of money coming in but we had a huge amount of going out and a lot of times we didn't have anything to show for it I want us to start when more as money comes in that we have stuff to show for it it's saved it's put towards buying such and such it's put if you know that it's conscious spending more mm. so than just frivolous spending on shit basically yeah. like we whatever had forms of shit magazines that are that last no time like like the magazines that, that they got now at the weekend in fairness now I did a bit of reading with Harvey with us yesterday. Yeah, and he's reading it away. Oh, he's looking at it he's and reading it. But Hunter's... No, Hunter's... Playing with the camera. Yeah, yeah, the camera that came with it. We could have bought him a little camera. We may as well just cut that seven euro and fucking use Chored it to light that fire. fire you yeah. Know? And, but we're... There was a load of those seven euros last year. Yeah, like, There yeah, was yeah. so many more. And with that, it was... As you said, they were on about a magazine and we were like, okay, look, they get their wages every week and... They didn't get any wages for the last three weeks because it's only when they remem- remember it that we give it to them. <laughs> and uh, so we were like, okay, we can get you the magazine so this week. And it was a big deal made out of it and they felt that they paid for it themselves. Yeah. And they are little things that before they'd have a no response. Again, it's just getting used to money as a child. Like when I was growing up. Value it. Understand it. Learn about it. Oh yeah, money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, like, do you know that kind of way? You have, yeah, to, yeah. You have to earn it and stuff like that. And I don't know. Sure, look, listen, aren't we perfect? Aren't we just perfect yeah, today? I think we're absolutely perfect. Um, but, yeah, I think we might wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you to everyone who's listening. I'm so delighted that we got some new patrons last week, or a new patron last week. And uh, if you want to listen to the patron, the, the link is in the description. Um, we've gone live on TikTok. We got 3,300 likes for a Jesus finish. Jesus Christ, um, that's craziness. Uh, which is amazing. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to be bringing this podcast on to YouTube very very soon and we're going to be opening up socials specific to this podcast also very very soon Um, and uh, yeah I just want to say thank you so much for listening as always tell your friends tell your friends like Like and and share like share subscribe tell your friends did you listen to that it's a great podcast it's the only podcast I listen to conversations with Cornelius Uh, we love it it's amazing fantastic good night god bless stay in by the wall stay in by the wall stay in by the wall stay in by the wall